Hello, and welcome to Weddings Unveiled, the podcast for your wedding planning process. I'm your host, Leah Longbreak. We know how exciting and stressful playing the big day can be, and we're here to help, providing you with information and advice from industry insiders and those with firsthand experience. Whether you're going to be a guest at a wedding or you want to create a dress code for your day, Hollywood fashion stylist and host of The Cat's Walk, Joe Katz, is back to give us his very fashionable advice. Joe, I am so, so happy to have you back. Thank you for having me. It's good to be back. Good to be back. And so I've said this to you before, but I want the whole world to know this. You have the best, most infectious laughter that just, <laughs> well, it just now you made makes me do it. Day. Now you made I me know. do it. It just makes my day. So. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you. I don't even think about it. I'm like, what? Do, I don't, you know, like in life, you're like, whatever. But oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Last time you we were here, we talked about groom style. Some right. Awesome tips from you. And congratulations on your feature in Rolling Stone magazine. Oh, thank you. Giving tips on menswear. Yeah, that was fun. It was a great article and really, hopefully it'll help people, you know, just pick out, you know, sometimes people are at a loss, guys are at a loss when they're putting looks together or what they're doing. And then sometimes, you know, if you don't always have the huge budget, you know, I gave some great tips on shopping on Amazon. Amazon. So there's a lot of cool stuff that uh, won't break the bank if you want to do some shopping there. Which we all love that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then last time you were here, we talked about your podcast, The Cat's Walk, and yes. now it's officially launched. So just quickly tell us about your podcast. I think it's a very fun podcast. It's all about, you know, it's celebrity interviews, but, you know, you see so many celebrity interviews and so many different types of things with um, interviewing celebrities about their style or their shows. But I kind of take a more in-depth look into their background and their history and tips that they can give to my audience so that really people can live and learn from cool things that they've been through. Some of my guests have you know traveled the world and seen modeled in some of the biggest runway shows in the world and it's like they have cool things that we might not ever know, you know, or how to put things together and it's always fun to learn from their world travels. And many came from humble beginnings. Yeah, a lot really did. I think it's that's a really good point. And that's why I always want to learn because, you know, we, sometimes when we watch people on TV or in movies or things like that, we always think, oh, this is how they just landed. They, you know, right. they just landed into the wonderful life of Hollywood. And it's like, it doesn't always start like that. They really, they worked their way up. They did a lot of training. They grew up the hard way, the super hard way. So there's a lot of really interesting, a great NFL football player, a really good interview with him. So we'll learn a lot about uh, their beginnings and people know that some of these interviews are coming. So I'm getting requests like, when can I watch it? When can I see it? So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. And of course we learn about their personal style. And I love that your, your motto for the show is where style meets substance, because I really think that that sums up beautifully what the cat's walk is. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. It's not just about it, just style only. And like, you know, it's about like their, their beginnings and their, who they are and what advice they can give to people that might be in their same situation before they got to where they got, you know, things like that, which I think are so important. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
lot to learn, lot to learn. And hopefully it will give people a real insight into their world. And also inspiration is really what I want. Because when I watch things, you know, even when I watched uh, Oprah when she was on every day, you know, it's like, it gives you that inspiration to go, wow, you know, that person came from that kind of beginning. I want, I want to figure out how to do that as well. So that's what I'm trying to do with my show. And we can get that at evergreenpodcast.com and everywhere podcasts are available. That's right. Just type in the cat's walk, K-A-T-Z. Sometimes people think C-A-T-S, but it's K-A-T-Z. But no, it's K-A-T-Z like the Joe Cats. That's right. There you go. Yeah. So today we're talking guest attire. So whether you are personally going to be a guest at a wedding or you're a couple that's looking to figure out what you want your dress code to be for your big day, Because, I mean, you could be having a black tie wedding, but maybe the guest doesn't know that. So you should probably fill them in so that's showing up in (laughs) flip-flops. Exactly, exactly. And we'll talk about some of the things that you don't wear as well and, you know, some of the do's and don'ts. Don't Um, wear white. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Don't do it. Unless it says to do it. Right, right. If it's a theme, right. Right. So let's decode these different dress codes. Okay. Let's start off with white tie and black tie? Because there's a lot of people that don't know that there is an actual difference between the two. So the white tie really is where the guy is going to wear basically, you know, he can wear a black tailcoat or a black jacket, but he's going to be wearing a white shirt. He's going to wear a white bow tie. It's all, you know, white cummerbund. I think of it as the ultra elegance. You know, I almost think of Great Gatsby or I think of, you know, those kinds of things when I think of white tie. But I think a lot of times people don't typically know white tie as well as they always hear. We always seem to see on an invitation black tie or black tie optional, you know. So, and the black tie usually means it's a dark tuxedo for men. Oh, and for the women, for white tie, it's a formal dress, usually. Long dress past the knee. It's not going to be like a T-length no or cocktail. anything like that. No. It's when you see the gloves. Right, right, right. Like the opera would be like a more white tie, the white house. Exactly, exactly, that kind of thing. And you can do the gloves. That's an optional if you really want to dress it up. And I think, you know, adding those tips and tricks and little, you know, little pieces of uh, detail like gloves or an elegant bag, those types of things are really beautiful pieces to add. Like a beaded Judith Lieber. Yes, yes, yes. Something really, really elegant if you can really go that way, you know, for for that amount. But the black tie is going to be more of that dark tuxedo, white shirt, black bow tie, or could even be a navy, could be a navy, very dark, rich tuxedo. And then again, the women are going to be long, dressy cocktail dresses. That's going to be the difference between, you know, just think of it, you're stepping it up for the white tie, like... Think of everybody kind of knows that great Gatsby because of the movies and all of that type of thing. If you're really going to go that way. But it doesn't seem like we're seeing that as much as we're seeing the black tie. More like that red carpet Oscar type Mm -hmm. of feel of a wedding. Like if you really want an elegant, maybe inside a city hall or an elaborate church. Or a beautiful, it could even be a gorgeous hotel that's doing like an Uber you know, elegant. I've seen some crazy gorgeous hotel weddings. Okay, so then there's the white tie and black tie, but then there's also considered formal or black tie optional. How do you differentiate then the black tie versus a formal or black tie optional? Black tie optional, I always say, is more 
the optional gives you think for the guys I always think of it being wearing a darker you could go with a darker suit as opposed to a black tux so it could be something like that it you could do a tie as opposed to a bow tie so it gives you a little more flexibility in that way than doing the traditional if you when you hear black tie I always think black bow tie or some kind of elegant bow tie but with black tie optional it can be a darker suit doesn't have to be a tux and can be a long tie and for women again it's more chic cocktail kind of vibe to it and footwear for women can be it doesn't have to be as buttoned up so it could be kind of a fun elegant shoe it could be a slingback it could be a high heel it could be a strappy heel black tie optional now some of the trends for women we're seeing chain kind of link but very subtle like tom ford is doing this beautiful chain link chain link around the ankle the interesting things like that that strappy so with black tie optional you can play a little bit more with the footwear Oh, I love that. So the women don't have to wear a long dress necessarily. They can go more cocktail or Right, more cocktail, right, that type of thing. So that even if you wanted to do dressy separates for women, you could do something like that. They could even wear like an elegant suit if they wanted to, you know, which would be chic. And, you know, there's so many cool brands that are doing things like that. We see the inspirations from the runway, like the Prada and the Gucci and Chanel and all of those things. But you don't always have to spend that. If you can't afford that, you can get a lot of things at places like Zara or online or things like that, that have that inspiration. So don't always think that you have to, you know, be spending thousands of dollars on looks like that. There's a lot of places that are making fast fashion that look pretty good if you're really, you know, going to wear it for a guest of a, a wedding. Yeah, like Lulu's, I think is a oh, great yeah. online website. I've gotten a dress from them before to wear to an event. Right. Yep. You know, Nordstrom's always has great sales. Like I got a Calvin Klein dress half off that I wore to an event once. It's just like, and it didn't break the bank and I could still have a designer piece. Exactly. One thing about places like Nordstrom and some of those places is they do have a lot of things. Sometimes they're only online and sometimes they're in the store and online. So if you don't see something in the store, which now people, you know, hopefully will be getting back to normal soon. But a lot of these big box stores like Macy's, Nordstrom's, Bloomingdale's, they have a lot because they, they don't have to worry about the inventory. So they have a lot more selection online. So that's a good option to look like you did. Great pro tip. So cocktail, you know, people hear that and they might think just like going to a cocktail hour, but not everyone has the same idea what a cocktail hour is. So how do you decipher what cocktail means for a wedding? Wedding, I always think, I mean, it can be cocktail attire for like a holiday party, you know, that type of thing. And I always think of a a women more of a, it's always think it's fairly dressy. So it's fairly, so you're not going to be wearing a summer dress or a, think of it as a little, it's much more upscale. It's elegant. It's comfortable. Instead of a floor length, you can do a knee length. You can do a T length. You can do a midi dress, that type of thing for women. For men, you can wear a suit without a tie, which I don't mind. But with cocktail, I kind of, I always feel like some kind of, 
whether it be even a lapel pin or something that dresses it up a little is what I, I like. I like a, I like some kind of something and maybe with cocktail it gives you a little bit more. You can play with it a little bit more with maybe a fun, a fun tie. And for women, you can do... I always say be comfortable in what you're wearing because that's going to be really important. And then also I always think of it being just a slight step up in the style of the look. So guys shouldn't be like, you said tieless and bowless, like don't have like the open shirt. Not, I don't really. I mean, some people say it can go like that, but really when I say, when I think of cocktail, I think of a tie. When you get into some of these other things, maybe types of dress for other types of weddings, you have more option to to do uh, uh, no tie. Cocktail, I, you could even do a bow tie. So you can dress it up a little, but it doesn't have to be that black tie, that tux vibe. It can be just an elegant suit with a beautiful tie. Oh, and what's it called? The the, the pocket. Oh, the pocket squares. Pocket yeah. squares, yes. Pocket square is great. Yeah, so you could do a beautiful pocket square that dresses it up. There's some really elegant pocket squares. Some even have matching tie and pocket square, but you don't have to match. I like things that kind of have your own stamp of style on it. So it doesn't Just have to be Just somewhat color coordinate. Yeah, yeah. So it's not totally different. But now it's so interesting in fashion, we're seeing such weird things. Like we'll see <laughs> women's dresses that are black and she's wearing like pink shoes. And it's like, we never used to do stuff like that or red shoes with black or it's like, what, why would you do that? But, you know, just know what you're, you know, once you start experimenting a little, then maybe you can take more and more risks and, and step out. So beach and beach formal. So beach, I think of, I always think of obviously the beach. So I think of a sandy, you know, setting. Think of that as a little bit more, obviously more casual. So a guy can wear something that is maybe more linen, comfortable, things like that. The, you know, for women, it doesn't, obviously it's not going to be a long, long dress. It can be more of a midi or a knee T-length, something like that. But think of something more fresh. It can be cotton. It could be depending on where you're going. And I always say to people, ask the host and hostess what their vibe is. And if you need any clarification about, give us more clarification. Is it going to be nighttime? Is it going to be daytime? Because if it's going to be nighttime, you might get chilly. Right. We don't know. Maybe if it's in the middle of the summer, it's going to be blazing hot. You know. So always feel free to just ask a little clarification. Don't go overboard and go crazy with tons of questions, you know. But if you if you get the broad stroke of like, it's going to be a daytime wedding, that'll be on the invitation, you know, you'll know that type of stuff. But then you can always check where it's going to be weather-wise so that you can dress accordingly. Are shorts acceptable? We're wearing a sarong. <laughs> <laughs> just depends on, I guess it really depends on where it is and what it is. I suppose for some of the guys, it could be. And so, I mean, I always like to just keep it, I guess if you say beach, so beach as a beach, a beach formal, beach formal would be much more, a little bit more, maybe that jacket or a, a beautiful linen shirt and linen pants for the guy. The woman might wear, you know, a, a beautiful cotton or she could even do like a, a beautiful linen dress of some sort. But when it becomes to beach, as opposed to being formal, then we're going to go a little more relaxed. You know, it could even be a lot more relaxed or it could be shorts or it could be something, you know, if it's blazing hot, you yeah. want something that's comfortable and throw on a fun hat, you know, for the women. Oh. Do a cool hat, especially if it is during the day and the sun and it's going to be really hot. You want to have something that protects you, you know, so 
just know kind of the couple a little bit and know their vibe. And you don't want to pull focus. There's some really chic rompers out there for women. Oh, yeah. That's they a almost really, look like a dress, but it's yeah, not. Right, right, right. It really does. Yeah, it looks like, because you can't tell by the way the pants are, it does have a vibe of a dress. Yeah, and that's become popular and flattering to the body. Would this now also fall into, speaking of rompers, the next one is semi-formal or dressy casual? Semi-formal, dressy casual is more, um, that's, yeah, it could, right. You could do something like that with um, with a, uh, I would say, like with a romper or with, again, that you could do no tie for the guys. You could do the blazer. You could even throw it in with khakis, you know, for the guys. Because it's got that casual vibe to it. Yeah, like a business event. Right. So with like nice dark denim jeans with a jacket and button up, would that work? Or not? For the casual? Yeah. Yeah. Casual, semi-casual. Yeah. For casual, semi-casual. If it's a dark or even if you go with like a dark navy khaki or something like that. And depending on the time of season. So if it's a fall season, you're gonna go with something, you know, a little bit with more weight. If it's summer, there's a lot of lighter fabrics that you can deal with that are dark navy or I would stay away from the black as much, but stay with that navy, that taupe, that browns. A the, nice you tan know. suit. Yeah, yeah, something interesting like that, but a little more more style. I always say go with something. I like things that are a little bit more tailored and put together, so it doesn't matter really what your body type is. I know some guys that are like broader or bigger, they always feel like, well, I can't wear slim, you know, but you don't have to wear skinny, you know, skinny stuff, but you can still wear things that compliment and don't look too big or too small on you. So that's the the catch. Yeah, the no, tailoring is so important. Yeah, exactly. So I guess with a semi-formal and dressy casual, do you think that ties in with casual or daytime or do you think casual or daytime is completely different? I think casual and daytime is a little bit different because when you get into formal and semi-formal, that that's like another step up. And when you go down to casual, that's like a little bit more. Now we're going more into that khaki zone. It's different than that formal and semi-formal area. So if someone gets an invitation and it says dress code festive, what does that mean? That's a good question. Festive. Well, festive to me always feels like it's something that would be, I always like color or I think ask what it is that, what time of season this is. So if it is festive and it's summer, you might do more like floral prints for women in the dresses. You might do a little bit, some sparkle or detail, you know. I always say for the guys, like, do a a fun tie, like a a bold color tie or bolder colors, you know, some kinds. I mean, even maybe even like we were talking about the pocket square or things like that. You could even, with the guys, they're doing a lot of, like, textured jackets. Like, it's got a detailed paisley. That's a little more, I think of that as festive. I love paisley print. Yeah, I love paisley too. And like some of the big, big designers, I always think, I don't know why he always comes to mind. I think because he brought it to the forefront when he launched this line. But Tom Ford had these big, bold kind of paisley printed jackets and you'd wear a bow tie with it and it would be, or you could just wear a shirt with it, but the jacket was the statement. So I always think of that as festive, but there's so many designers now that aren't that as expensive that make those kind of fun festive jackets. But for women, 
I say fun, color, playful accessories, heels, or you could do a dressy flat. Now they're doing like, they're calling them little baby heels for women that are very trending now for spring for next year. And so that could be really fun in a bold color. So that I think of as more festive and fun. Think of color, I guess, when I think of festive and playful accessories. So if you see tropical or destination, is it pretty much the same as beach formal or is it a little different? Tropical, I think of it as a little bit more, that's going to be a warmer climate. So usually when I think of tropical, I think of it's going to be warm. I always say air on the side of a little more dressy and it's going to be outside typically. And so you want to be aware of like, that is a real good situation for guys to wear like linen because it's going to be hot potentially, even if it's at nighttime and it cools down a little bit, it still might be warm. For the women, I would say definitely something you could do a, a great hat. It doesn't have to be massive, like, you know, laying out huge brim hat, but you could do some kind of beautiful hat to protect yourself from the sun. But I love like even beautiful sundresses are elegant. I think that's great for women and do like a strappy sandal, something like that, that feels summer, tropical, just a little bit of fun to it. And the guys can err on the side of lighter fabrics. Maybe rock a nice wicker fedora. Why not? Why not? (laughs) Or they could, you know, there's so many fun accessories that they can play with, you know, play with like a fun, well, if they're not going to wear a jacket, but I mean, it's, it's about, and even with the shoes, you know, guys can do some fun shoes. Don't wear like flip flops, stay away from that. But I mean, do a a nice, cool summer shoe. shoe. Like a boat um, shoe, like a Sperry? Yeah, it could be. It could be something like that. And now Sperry is even doing like things in different colors that are a little bit more, because this fits into that tropical theme. When I think of wedding, and I think I always think of a little more formal, but when you're talking about tropical, it's it's definitely could fall into that more boat shoe kind of vibe. Some sunglasses. Yeah. Always oh, absolutely. Live up an outfit. Yep. You got to do fun glasses and women have some amazing choices. And now guys have some great, great options for eyewear. So the next one has been very trendy the last few years. Rustic. Rustic. Yeah. That one's interesting because that's like, I think of it as more like rural. I saw some really cool inspirations online too. Just like, it can be like those cowboy boots, you know, it can be depending on the theme that you're thinking. So it can, it's got more of that, think of that uh, no tie typically for the guys. It's got more of that vibe of just more casualness, but it could have a theme of a Western. It could have a theme of a little bit more country, not as Western. It could have a theme of just much more casual, I really think. There's a lot of fun inspirations there. So when you're thinking about dressing for that, the women don't have to be as dressy with the dresses. And of course, they're not going to be wearing long, long to the to the ground dresses. They're going to wear more shorter that are more fun and kind of go with the theme, but just know what the theme is ahead. And you'll know from the invitation where it's going to be. And you'll know from who's inviting you, their vibe and their style. So I always think about that and then go, oh, okay, I know kind of their style. You know their style, but then also make it yours. So make it what you feel comfortable in. Don't dress that would match them, I always say. But, you know, you don't want to be 
I always grew up in a family where my mom would always stand out as the one. <laughs> she always had her own style and she always made a statement when she walked in. She didn't care what anybody else thought. And that's fine too. But it's also like, if you're going to something like this, you don't always want to stand out. You want to have your own sense of style, but yet go with kind of the vibe and the theme. So if it's rustic, even if it's in a barn or a backyard, you still want to up your game a little bit. It's not necessarily like the the light dresses of the casual. Right. So up your game. So don't just show up in like a flannel shirt and jeans, you know, like up it a little bit. If you've got really cool, if it is more Western theme, if you've got a nice pair of boots, not boots that you've worn out working in the yard in, <laughs> but you know, something that you that is a little more polished. You've got a nice pair of pants. It could be even a nice khaki and it's a little bit more fitted and you've got a, a nice shirt. It could be a, a great navy or it could be, it could even be a, a, a pattern shirt of some kind, but make sure it's something pressed and nice and, you know, it's it's put together. It's not something that, you know, you're just heading out to meet friends at a local bar. You know, it's stepping it up a bit. When we're going to a wedding, we want to make sure that the guys are put together and the girls are usually pretty good about that, but it's still formal. So you got to keep that in mind and uh, keep in mind whose wedding you're going to and their vibe as well. The next is concept or themed. Concept or theme. So that's usually going to be like a theme of, uh, it could be a theme of any kind of um, inspiration of a era or something like that, or it could be a color theme. So it could be all aqua or, you know, it could be all themed of uh, ivory or whatever the theme is. Another one was all white formal dress code, which is kind of interesting. That could be interesting if they give you that direction. The only time to wear white to a wedding. Right, right. If they give you that direction, yeah. Or they'll give you an inspiration of a, a time, like a vibe of a, a time or or an era, like it's got a 20s theme or, you know. Which that's still, I think, kind of popular in weddings. I know it was huge a few years ago, but like Gatsby was like everywhere. Yeah, which is fun. And it's still elegant. It's still dressy. It still has that great vibe to it and is perfect for a wedding. And you can play with so many different accessories. And like we're talking about gloves and pearls and drop earrings for women and fun hairstyles and, you know, different things like that, even as a guest, staying within that theme. But I love the color theme. I like the theme of like a Gatsby kind of vibe. So just know what it is. If you don't even know and you're like, oh, what does that mean? Or just Google things too. You can always Google stuff and kind of put in like 20s theme wedding and look up, you know, Pinterest inspirations and things like that that will give you ideas if you're at a real loss like that. And then that will give you some ideas when you're doing a little bit of shopping, whether it be online or in the stores. Pinterest is a great source of information. Yeah, they always have so many great visuals to play off of. So the last one of decoding is, if you happen to see this, I know I rarely see it, but people do do it. If it says, come as you are, what does that mean? Does that mean I roll out of bed, I'm in pajamas, so just show up? (laughs) Yes, just come as you are. Just roll out of bed. (laughs) No, usually it's like, I always take into consideration who's inviting me to it, where the location is, the time of day, is it nighttime or daytime? And then... You know, I always err on the side of if you're if you're thinking of wearing something and you're like, I wonder if this is dressy enough. It might not be. So step it up just a little bit, but you got to feel really comfortable in what you're wearing. So 
walk in with confidence about it, know that you put your best foot forward. You've decided that you're going to come as you are in your style and your vibe. And everybody has a certain thing that they love. Some women love to come. They love pantsuits. Some love dresses. Some love T-length or midi, you know, then come as you are in some in one of those looks, you know, that you feel you look best in. Maybe more people should do come as you are. I like that. Yeah, it gives people a little bit more option, you know, to decide on what they feel comfortable in, you know. But I can see how it can be confusing to people because they're like, what does that mean? I need more direction. You know? Yeah, do I just come my work clothes? Like, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. I know there's technically no real rules in fashion anymore, but when it comes to weddings, are there any fashion rules or things you should never wear and do? Yeah, I mean, one of the things, I mean, obviously we talked about to begin with, don't wear white. My biggest so, peeve. Yes, yes. <laughs> and cream counts as well. Yeah, don't even think I you're getting a pass by wearing it. ivory and cream. Yes. Stop it. Stay away from that. Because anything that you want to do as a guest, you don't want to pull focus from the bride and groom. And so don't wear things that are, I mean, this is my take. Now, everybody's going to be different. And there's a million reasons why you would wear this as opposed to that. But I say stay away from things like animal prints that are so loud, you know, that's going to draw focus. Don't wear jeans. Don't wear sneakers, things like that. Don't wear skimpy pieces that you would wear to the club. You know, I mean, now... (laughs) I don't know. It could be a fun Cardi B wedding and, you know, people are going to pull it out and they're going to do a little Cardi B. But maybe that's reception, but definitely not for the ceremony. Right, right. So it's like stay away from those party looks or, you know, you might find a favorite dress for the women, but it's too short. And it's like, it just is going to pull focus away. I mean, you're going to look amazing, but the whole goal is it's their celebration of their day. You mentioned the big hats before. Hats are fun, but don't don't pull focus as if it's of a massive, you know, hat that's going to, you know, knock into your neighbor or something like that, you know, <laughs> like in the ceremony, you know. I always wonder, well, you know, mentioning these hats, I, I always wonder with the royal weddings and they have these elaborate hats that they have to wear, like if that impacts the people sitting around them from seeing <laughs> Oh, probably a little bit. But some of them are not, they're, they're very, I don't know, the the British are all very proper. And so sometimes they're just like little hats. They're not like these big brim, you know, they don't wear something. But I can see they're on top of their head and they're a little higher. So it could be blocking one's vision. And I do hate that when I'm in a place because I'm like, I can't see. Even when I go to a movie, if somebody's big and they sit down, I'm like, ah. Are there any don'ts with jewelry? Don'ts with jewelry, no, I mean, not really. Again, if you're going to wear something really big and flashy and a big, like, chunky something, again, it's going to be pulling focus. I think jewelry is a fun way to play with looks. But keep it kind of simple. Anything like that that's just huge and chunky. I mean, I love layered pieces for jewelry. I love layered pieces for jewelry on the arm, too. But just be mindful of, like, that it's not, like, crazy over the top. Like you've got this big, you know, Swarovski crystal necklace or this big, you know, ginormous Van Cleef and Arpels diamond piece. I love those pieces. But as a guest, again, be mindful that it's, again, the focus is on the bride and groom. You saying be mindful just sparked a memory I forgot about. I was a guest at a wedding once and this woman had this charm bracelet, like it had 50 million charms on it. Like she was a charm collector, like the Pandora or whatever. Yeah, right. And it just jangled through every time she moved her arm in the ceremony. And it was just like, 
irritating. Yeah. Then, then you're not focusing on the bride and groom. You're focusing on this lady going in and out of her purse with this charm bracelet. <laughs> Watch your jangles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Being mindful about that. People are pretty good about it. Accessories, you know, there. I think you can do some really fun things with shoes for women for accessories. Now we're seeing some trends with like a square toe for the women that are doing slingbacks. We're seeing those small little heels for women. Some of they're calling them like baby heels, like Chanel is doing them. Even if I name these big names and you're like, Chanel, I can't afford that. It doesn't matter. They're doing it. You'll see it in the big box stores, but then you'll see it. You could probably even go to Macy's or Bloomingdale's and get it for half the price that looks like it, you know? So even if you hear us talk about those big names, there are a lot of other options to pull from from other brands that look like that, have the inspiration. Are baby heels really just like an even smaller version of the kitten heel? Kind of like that, right. Right, like they call the it baby heel heels, but it is like, <laughs> right, it's like that little, or it's like a little peg kind of heel with a long vent front that's pointed in the front that's got a little sling back. Some people like that because they don't feel comfortable in a high heel, just like all day, how am I going to wear this? Or will I really be comfortable? And you do need to be comfortable when you're going to weddings because you're going to be up, maybe you're going to be dancing, you're going to be, you know, all of that type of stuff. So I think it's important to think about that as well. With these different dress codes, does the time of day of the wedding matter? Like if it's a brunch wedding and it's black tie, is it going to be the same deal or is it going to be somewhat different? It's pretty much the same. I mean, you can play with colors. I always think of nighttime being a little bit more rich in colors. I think it in fabrication, it's it's going to take into consideration one, the fabric, and two, like if say you're going to be doing an outdoor wedding, it might get a little chilly or it might get, you know, same where even if it's in a hotel, you have to think about that as well because if you typically run a little bit warmer, then you don't want a jacket or something like that. You might be feeling too confined, you know? So, but when you go to black tie, there are kind of, just think about those different, those cocktail looks and the men are wearing the tuxes, you know, and the formal looks. That doesn't change really day or night, typically. Do you have any tips for mothers of the bride and groom when choosing their outfit? Mothers, I always say like, find looks that you really feel comfortable in. And it can be anything from like, a longer dress, you know, to, um, uh, it could be something even like a T-length dress, I think is elegant and beautiful. Something that you feel comfortable in that's flattering to the mother of the bride. I always say, look at things that are on trend. They don't always have to wear this. I always see mothers of the bride that they think they have to have like a sequency, you know, something. It could be, it can be that, or it could be something that really fits. This is your time to to shine as the mother of the bride and really express your style. And I also say to mothers of the bride, don't wait too long. So once the bride picked out her dress, I would give yourself like six or seven months to go find a dress because sometimes maybe you might need to order it and maybe you need to order it in a few different sizes. Then you have to have it tailored. Then you have to come back for tailoring and make sure that that's right. And there's a lot of, and you don't want to be stressed about that type of stuff. So, Do the mothers need to coordinate with the bridal party? They don't have to coordinate. No, I don't think so. No, I like them when they're a little bit, I don't know, have their own sense of style and it's their own colors. I feel like it would be too matchy with the bridal party. So if they're doing blues and and the mother wants to do like a 
I don't know, like a subtle red or, you know, whatever. It's fine. You know, I like that kind of, that vibe that kind of matches her own sense of style. What are 2021 fashion trends that men and women should consider looking into when they're picking out their outfit to attend these weddings? Some of the trends that are happening are a pop of color in red. So we're seeing splashes of color. We're also seeing two-toned kind of mixes of colors. So you might see like a gray and a black. You might see a stripe through it where they're doing two tones. We call it two tones of color. So a stripe of black maybe through a gray dress. So it adds a little bit more dimension and more uniqueness to it. Long pleats and dresses are, are very popular. And then we're seeing a lot of florals. So think of like sunny yellows and florals always, for some reason I feel like we talk about trends and I always feel like I'm adding florals into it because they never <laughs> seem to go away. But sometimes it's bolder florals where it's a bigger impact floral, but that sunny yellows. And then interestingly, if you remember the bold shoulder, the puff shoulder, they're doing really like bold 80s, big, like Balenciaga is doing this exaggerated, crazy shoulder. I think Lady Gaga, but they're not, you don't have to go that crazy, but I mean, they are doing things like that. So you'll see some designers that might have just a little bit of a stronger shoulder, but some of the haute couture lines are doing exaggerated, crazy stuff. And then the last one I'd say that would fit ideally in trends. I mean, there's a lot of trends like that wouldn't apply to being a guest of a wedding. So I picked out the ones that I think would be best apply. And the last would be like pastels, like buttercup yellow and like a uh, lilac and a peony pink, you know, those kinds oh, of things. Yeah. I love like that peony pink and, you know, they're just, whether it's in a suit or in a floral pattern or, you know, those types of things are are really cool. Lilac, I love those colors for spring. As I say, definitely for spring weddings, for sure. Yeah, it sounds yeah. really pretty. And it'll change for fall. So then the new colors will come out for fall collections, but for, for spring, this would be ideal. Is the yellow, you think, because of Pantone's color of the year being that yellow shade? Yeah, it always changes with Pantone. So sometimes if if that's the color of the season, then you're going to see a lot more of that, like orange was or, you know, different variations of different colors. So we play on the colors of what they're going to, what the designers use for that season. So that's probably why we're going to see a lot more of the yellow. No more millennium pink. <laughs> no, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Changes have, all the time. All the time. Do you have any other tips for either people getting ready to go to a wedding, like what they should consider wearing or not wear, or for couples that are trying to make a decision on what dress code to do? I think just keep into consideration what, you know, I always say with fashion and with style and whatever, make sure you feel comfortable in it. So if you're more of a casual couple, are you going to do a black tie or a white tie? Probably not. That's not your vibe, you know, unless it's like a family tradition or something like that. But you want to be comfortable in your choice. And I think that's why over time we've come out with all of these different, you know, rustic weddings. And, you know, because people put their own stamp on everything. And so if I were to tell you, you know, I think you should do a rustic wedding when you really are much more of a formal girl, it would be like, oh, that doesn't sound like <laughs> fun. So go with what's true to your style and what you and your bride, the bride and the groom feel most comfortable in because that's going to really 
dictate how the whole ambience of the experience is going to feel for the guests and for everybody. And it's their day, so they get to pick what they want. It's kind of like, it's my birthday. I get to choose the <laughs> restaurant I want to go to. I get to choose the cake I want. It's the same with uh, the bride and groom. It's their day. They get to choose if they want a beach wedding or a formal wedding or a white tie wedding. You know, So I would say that's really my advice to making sure, and that's what I always say to people when I dress them, is Something could look amazing on you, but if you feel stiff and you're like, oh God, I know it looks good, but I I don't feel like moving. And it's like, well, that doesn't work because it looks great on you, but you feel uncomfortable. So that's always my advice. I'm big about that. Like I'm a no fuss person. I can't stand if the material is itchy or if it's too big or too small. Like, because if you don't feel comfortable, you're not going to feel confident and it's going to show. Right, And you're going to be miserable all night if you're tugging at your bra and you're tugging at your pants and, you know. Yeah, and it's like I have a thing too with like wool. Like if it's too itchy, I hate it. You know, even though the sweater, I love that sweater. But if it's real itchy, I hate it. But some people can... It doesn't bother them. But for me, I love soft fabrics. I like, you know, um, certain things, you know, with with clothes because clothes is really, it's your first expression to somebody. It takes seconds by the time they really, when they meet you, it's a first impression, you know, and that's your expression of who you are. And some people are learning their expression and some people are super advanced at expressing themselves through clothes and what they wear. So there's all different levels of the way people feel about it. But I just always say feel comfortable. It's your day. You get to do what you want. You get to choose what you want. You get to choose the type of wedding you want and go for it. It's wonderful advice, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. Last question for you. Yeah. What is your all-time favorite wedding dress? Over the time I was thinking about all the different weddings, celebrity weddings and things like that, I really love dramatic. I like, like, if you're going to have a wedding, I mean, I always think we see these, I don't know, I don't want to say typical, but they're just, they're beautiful dresses. I do like things that are a little bit more extravagant. I think it's an influence for my mom and my sister because my sister is super avant-garde and she wears like very funky, but it's just, you're like, wow, you know, certain people can pull that off. But one that I looked at that I thought was really beautiful is Priyanka Chopra. She wore, I thought that was really, it was, it was beautiful. She had two different ones, one for her Indian themed wedding and then one for the American. And for the American one in that white, it just looked so- That was Ralph Lauren. Elegant. Yeah, it was beautiful. I thought it was, you know, sometimes Ralph Lauren surprises me because when I think Ralph Lauren, I always used to think like preppy and, you know, but when you look at his ready to wear his high design stuff, it doesn't look anything like his traditional kind of like, kind of vibe of his clothing. I did like that, that dress. That was, I thought was very, very pretty. So the thing about Ralph Lauren, if someone can correct me, if I'm wrong on this, Mm -hmm. I'm almost positive that was only the third time he created a bridal gown. Mm. The first one, I owe all my money. The first one was Elizabeth Berkley, Jesse Spano from Saved by Bell, married Ralph's nephew, Ah. Greg Lauren. They're still married. Uh Beautiful, beautiful dress. The second one, oh, my trivia. The second one was um, Lauren Bush, George Bush, the second President Bush. His niece married a Lauren. And they're actually expecting their third kid right now. And then Priyanka Chopra and Joe Jonas 
because they were at the uh, Met Gala and Ralph Lauren was like their outfit designer. And that's how they kind of like met and fell in love. Oh, wow. I like that choice of Priyanka Chopra. Yeah. I just, I was looking at different things. That's really good trivia you have on all of uh, the I history. I don't a think a lot of people know. celebrity and wedding geek. <laughs> wow. That's good. A lot of people wouldn't know that. Whatever, I guess whoever he designs dresses for has had good luck. They've stayed married. So I guess he should get more into the wedding dress business. It's a good luck charm. Yeah. What I thought, like, Meghan Markle was beautiful. I thought that was elegant. It wasn't, I, like I said, I, I do like a big statement kind yeah, of things. Yeah. And hers was very subtle. And Givenchy designed, and the designer at that time, she's no longer there, started as a menswear designer. So she, when she did that dress, it, it had very clean lines, very simple to it. But it was it was elegant. I, th- I thought it was very, very elegant. I just sometimes like like a little bit more, not feathers, but I want something. You ah, want like the I Princess like, Diana moment. Yeah, I like like big and kind of fun. But like Priyanka Chopra's, her, her train was ginormous. They had a long picture from a, a high, you could see how big it had multiple people holding. It was incredible, incredible. So, so beautiful. It had yeah. to take so long to make that. Oh, my God. I mean, the amount of time that they take, and I've read in the process of making these dresses, you know, the seamstresses have to wear gloves. I know when they were making Meghan Markle's and they had to keep it all undercover and they all had to wear gloves never to get any dirt or any stain on the dress, you know, to make it pure white and all the detail that everybody has to work on to hand make those dresses. It's incredible. That's that's why they're so expensive. I mean, you can spend 20000 30000 40000 on a dress, you know, so because of all the hand beading and all the hand sewing. I don't think a lot of people realize that. No, I think a lot of times, and you can get cheaper dresses that are made overseas like in China, and that's all machine beaded. And so there's a difference between machine beading and hand beading because the hand beading, of course, is by hand and it takes so much time and so much precision. So it's very expensive. Yeah. Well, Joe, thank you so, so much for being back with us today and for all this awesome advice and I so look forward to having you back on again in the future and checking out your show, The Cat's Walk. Yes, please do. And I'm so excited for you for your show. I think it's awesome. And I'm going to keep listening. And uh, I like all your questions. I think you ask really smart questions. And you are a wedding aficionado. You know, you know everything wedding, which is perfect for Weddings Unveiled because it's all about weddings. All my years of pouring over... Wedding magazines and movies and CS the Dress is paid off. That's right. There you go. (laughs) Thanks, Joe. Thanks for listening to Weddings Unveiled. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And make sure you check us out on Facebook. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to executive producers David Moss and Gerardo Orlando. Production director, Bridget Coyne, and audio engineer, Eric Coltnow. Don't forget to enjoy the journey.